Hi there, I'm Candace, and you are listening to the Farm Girl Life Podcast. Join me as I discuss what real life is like on our family farm located in the Pacific Northwest, what it means to be a female farmer, and what other women in ag are doing to make their mark in the agricultural industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Farm Girl Life podcast. I'm Candace, and I'm here with my mom, Janice. And today we are going to be talking about what are we doing this time of year in the winter here <laughs> on the farm, and also how important it is to keep up on your animal's first aid kit. That's right. That is really important. Mm-hmm. And I know that you take really good care <laughs> of your goat girls and your horse. <laughs> uh, well, I try my best and I just love making sure that they are well taken care of and well prepared for the cold weather. Yes. And, um, you know, it's just what you do when you have animals and, you know, animal husbandry is really, really important and making sure that they're well taken care of. You know, that's so true because they have feelings. And besides that, we love them. We're so attached. (laughs) And we had someone talk to us one time about overwintering our goats. And, you know, they just have been such a part of your life, really your whole life Mm -hmm. here. That's true. Um, It's been 25 years. We've been celebrating 25 years here. Mm -hmm. And um, while it didn't quite pan out like we had planned (laughs) to, uh, you know, interview others and and we put it out there to a lot of ladies Mm -hmm. and I think that um, a lot of people just um, first of all farmers are busy especially if you are um, you know growing food Mm -hmm. or and it got that way for us (laughs) and for many of them we just could not connect Mm -hmm. our schedules just weren't going to work so I want you all to know that we are still celebrating Um, Our 25th year, this Mm -hmm. will be going on until May, I believe, or will Mm -hmm. it be July? Well, it's kind of May. Yeah, kind of May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so regardless, um, a lot goes on all year in winter, Mm -hmm. and we are very attached to these little ladies. They um, were born into our hands, Mm -hmm. and they mean so much to us. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. um, because it's winter, and we have winter here, kind of deep winter, where it gets colder and colder. Right. More snow, more um, rain and ice. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you take care of the girls in winter? Are they allowed mm-hmm. to be out or do you keep them in? And of course, I know all those answers, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a way to get them thinking. And <laughs> no, you know, I think that... Um, you know, keeping them safe and warm in winter is really, really important. And Mm -hmm. for one, goats hate rain. Mm -hmm. And of course, we get a lot of rain up here in the Pacific Northwest. And um, so making sure that uh, your goats have adequate dry and out of the um, out of the elements, out of dry spaces Mm -hmm. that are 
not completely draft free because you do need airflow, mm-hmm. but that they are out of the direct wind is really, really key. Sure. So if you are contemplating mm-hmm. um, starting a dairy goat herd or mm-hmm. you're thinking about livestock, sheep, goats, you know, whatever you're thinking about, they do need cover from the elements. One mm-hmm. thing that breaks my heart so often <laughs> is when I see animals um, left out and not given shelter. Right. And they really do need it. It's it's not that they're not tough, but when you think about the weather getting down to their skin mm-hmm. um, and then the temperatures are going to dip overnight, that is just too cold. Right. And um, it's just not a good idea. You want to keep your animal healthy and, you know, give them that freedom to be the animal that they are. But absolutely. We keep our girls in all winter long. We especially do. Especially at night. They have stalls and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Oh, no. Nothing no. fancy at all. we recommend not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We recommend not going fancy on your goat barn um, yeah. because they can be a um, little bit destructive. They can be. Even though, even though they have minerals and mm-hmm. hay and all the good things, they still do love to chew and can be um, mm-hmm. they, and they can be destructive if they have horns, not t- towards their people or other goats, right. but some of the, um, the wood and in, in the mm-hmm. siding can take a real beating. Yeah. They want to just be tough and they want to just, you know, <laughs> knock something around. And yeah. so. Well, what's really funny is the babies, <laughs> when we would put out the, uh, mm-hmm. the big bags of uh, oh, yeah. shavings, <laughs> pine shavings or cedar shavings yep. at the time. My goodness, they love to jump on everything, and yes. the, the boys loved to plow right into those bags, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as hard as they could. <laughs> it's just the nature of goats. Yeah. So consider that when, you know, we're certainly not talking about mm-hmm. anything fancy, but our goats are in all winter. But mm-hmm. one thing that's really nice is you have a couple of outdoor shelters that are up higher than the rest of the pasture. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. all gated and fenced and they can have time out to get their wiggles out. Yeah. So I will put them out there um, for a couple of hours, um, especially if it's a windy day because they can really get chilled if it's too we cold. Have one little doll that just shivers <laughs> and pearly. shakes. Little pearly. She's the baby of the herd. Aww. and She's got a great winter coat, but boy, oh boy, mm-hmm. if I put her outside, she just will shiver like a leaf. She, she does. She has the prettiest coat. Yeah. of all of them and but she gets cold mm-hmm. so um you know we tend to leave them out as long as we can during the day mm-hmm. before um the and fall, as long as there's no rain right before <laughs> the fall cold really really mm-hmm. hits and so it's not that they aren't acclimated because they've had all the time to get their winter coat right and they don't have completely sealed stalls mm-hmm. And so there is really great airflow, and they're still going to experience the cold. They are. Um, boy, mm-hmm. we got down to 9 degrees in mm-hmm. our first week of January, right. and oh, that well, was cold. And while all of our Montana friends and people back east were experiencing below mm-hmm. um, negative temperatures, we don't experience temperatures like that. So 9 degrees no. was yeah. extreme for our little girls. <laughs> it was. That yeah. was, I think, some of the coldest they've ever experienced. Definitely. And we and also remember that your herd is a geriatric herd. Mm-hmm. They are elderly. They are. They're not. They're all over you, 10. I was just going to say, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's under 10 anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so you need extra care for the elders. They, mm-hmm. um, they are precious. Yeah. And they do respond to all of that love. They really do. So one thing that um, I really recommend is 
in the winter, especially if they have to be stalled, mm-hmm. keep their stalls clean and dry. Absolutely. That is one of the best, most generous and comforting things you can do mm-hmm. for your livestock is to keep their beds uh, dry and clean. Clean and dry. And comfy. Um, yeah. they- we love to use the um, either cedar shavings or pine shavings mm-hmm. as as long as your goats don't eat them and are nibbling right. uh, or eating a lot of them. Right. Um, they can have pine shavings. And well, we, we found that the older ones kind mm-hmm. of quit caring about nibbling at it. Yeah. And we only have older ones now. Right. So the one thing um, that... At this time of year when they were younger, Mm -hmm. they would either be, um, most of them would already have been moms. Correct. And so they would be carrying babies at that time. And you just really want to keep it dry, Mm -hmm. comfortable, and make sure they're not eating all of that bedding. Yes. Really, ours don't have an interest in it at all. No. Um, I found that they liked to eat um, the straw a mm-hmm. lot and they Warm, would eat yeah. it just as you know snacks right so the um well it's oat straw mm-hmm. we can give them oats and, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> snacks <laughs> i mean they're goats but i'll tell you just again they do not eat anything they don't eat tin cans they don't eat our right. clothes you know they really love to have um uh really good food mm-hmm. and so overwintering them means not only the bedding but then you give them a good forage Mm-hmm. of uh, orchard hay, alfalfa, yes. and you give them alfalfa pellets because mm-hmm. now they're older. And that's a concentrated form of alfalfa without, I mean, I'm sure there's stem in it, but you still need stem mm-hmm. forage. Yes, you do. And so you give them mm-hmm. handfuls at night. I do. Mm-hmm. And it's just a special thing to get to do for them, but it's also really critical for their nutrition. Um, and them being a geriatric herd, they tend to take to the pelleted uh, alfalfa more mm-hmm. so than the bales of alfalfa because right. yeah, there's less effort than trying to, uh, you know, weed through all the stems of alfalfa. Right. They really have to strip the mm-hmm. leaves and I mean, they eat the stem too, but they prefer the orchard, which actually has the same level of um, calcium Yes, as alfalfa. It does, but it's just below in the protein. Correct. And so giving them that extra pelleted alfalfa also warms them up. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we give it to them at night. Right. I tend to refrain from the grain as far as um, like wet cob or even dry cob because that's not really... um, My girls don't really tend to enjoy it that much, but Mm -hmm. it is... um, we're not trying to put on fat or grow a baby exactly. either. And you don't yeah. want to grow a baby so fast either. Mm-hmm. So we've tended to stay away from that somewhat. Um, some people just love it and the goats, um, some goats really love it. Mm-hmm. But we work really hard on our nutrition for them right. and even individual needs. Mm-hmm. And this seems to work as they get older. It really does. Mm-hmm. And then I also supplement a... Um, a goat mineral. Mm-hmm. Um, do your research based on where you live. For mm-hmm. us, it is um, we are selenium deficient, deficient. in the soil, mm-hmm. and uh, so therefore our haze and our pellets and things like that that we buy are also going to be selenium deficient. Mm-hmm. So we work on and focus on um, what is the goat mineral that is going to give them the right amount of selenium and copper that they mm-hmm. need, but not too much. Well, and after twenty five years. 
a lot of research and study mm-hmm. and advice from others that know <laughs> what they're doing. Um, they really, there have been a lot of people who've really helped us along mm-hmm. the way. And so being able to pass this information on to oh, a worldwide great. audience is mm-hmm. very nice. Um, you'll have to research really for your region mm-hmm. and what is um, best in your area and consult with a veterinarian even. Absolutely. To help with a good nutrition plan mm-hmm. and also consider your herd's age. There, yeah. You could have a herd that has multiple ages, which is the norm. Oh, definitely. But And that used to be the norm for us. <laughs> right. But Some of our older ones have passed on. So yes. we're, um, we are... Sadly. <laughs> yeah, very sadly. But mm-hmm. um, we are left with all of their little, their little daughters. <laughs> right. I mean, one year yeah. um, we had five girls. And uh-huh. that was such a miracle. Such a blessing. We're, we love boys too. But, yes, of course. You know, of course, if you're a dairy goat farm... It's really um, ideal to have the does, of course, but um, all of our boys went to really good homes. Well, we could talk about that just Mm -hmm. for a second. Um, Instead of, I mean, we do not slaughter or eat any of our animals. Right. And we're not judging anyone who does. We're just not involved in that whole Mm -hmm. debate. We're fine with it. And we also eat lamb. So um, we're not saying anything about that because... um, it's just simply that we didn't get involved to slaughter any of the animals or right. eat them. And um, so what we did instead is we learned from a couple that lived close to Mount Rainier, which yes. is not exactly close to us, but um, mm-hmm. they lived way closer to Mount Rainier. <laughs> they did. And they came and bought two of your little goats. Mm-hmm. Um, that One of them was a male, one was a female. Mm-hmm. And they... Um, we're going to use them as pack goats right. at Mount Rainier. And they were guides mm-hmm. and we're going to be hiking. And so, they would take them along with mm-hmm. them on the trails to right. um, as they guided people exactly. on their hikes. And so as they grew, they were able to carry packs <laughs> and go overnight. And mm-hmm. you, if you look that up online, you'll see a lot of... Uh, it is very cool. It really. is very cool. It's you'll see a lot of cool. pictures of people doing that. And then we had another couple who took two of our boys. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually went to eastern Washington mm-hmm. and were also pack goats. Yes. The couple wanted to hike a lot and they didn't have children and mm-hmm. they took really good care of the boys. Absolutely. Um, they were really sweet boys. And then um, we had another family who took four of them for their vineyard. They yes. wanted to have sort of mm-hmm. weed eaters. And, you know, we told them with the dairy goats, uh, they're a little more finicky. You probably <laughs> want meat goats for that. Right. But they um, wanted to give it a try. So yeah. so they took four of our boys. Mm-hmm. And so that's the neatest thing that we were able to find mm-hmm. really nice homes for the goats that we weren't going to be able to use on the dairy goat farm. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's so um, that's so important. And it really goes to... Um, goes to show how we really wanted to handle our animals mm-hmm. and we wanted to make sure they really had really had the best homes the best homes good safe mm-hmm. homes where they'd be loved <laughs> and you know you can there's so much enjoyment mm-hmm. in that um we call them goat puppies because it's they're even more like dogs than a dog sometimes yeah, they really are yeah. <laughs> so the next thing that is really important in winter mm-hmm. is not only their shelter and their bedding needs mm-hmm. their feed needs but this is a great time for you to re-up on your um, 
first aid kit. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Really, really important. Um, I find that, you know, I never know when um, somebody's going to spring a surprise on me and break a horn or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do something like that. Right. We quit disbedding our goats to us. We Mm -hmm. think that that is an extremely brutal practice. Well, it is. We almost lost our little, um, one of our little precious girls. Mm -hmm. Um, we could never do it ourselves. We had a really great lady who did it for us and we have no criticism of her. Um, we were involved at the time in the, at the national level and that's what they recommended. But it just, after almost losing our little summer, Mm -hmm. she, um, was the most precious little princess. Her personality changed and, it was, we went from a very happy doling to, we thought she was going to die. Right. That and was very hard. It was. And we know that, you know, the disbudding was done correctly. And if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm not going to ever probably explain it on the podcast. <laughs> um, we will leave it to you to look it up and explore sure, if that if you want to. <laughs> and you want to explore it and you're wanting to get into goats. Mm-hmm. But we quit doing it. So there are times where a horn will break off mm-hmm. and it there it just looks bloody it's yeah, not it's nothing bad they're in pain if that happens mm-hmm. it kind of sheds and will bleed they mm-hmm. all break a horn i do we have anybody left that didn't break a i horn? think evie i think she's my only one that didn't break a horn yeah her she's horns are just, beautiful too they're beautiful and yeah. long and well you don't want anything curling into their eye or Correct, into their face yeah. or anything like that. Obviously, you have to use wisdom. and That's what nippers use, are for. <laughs> yeah, use common sense, but there is going to be a lot of blood in that. Mm-hmm. So there are times where, um, you know, we keep really, really good uh, maintenance uh, mm-hmm. on our fencing. We try to make sure nothing's broken, nothing's snagging. They can't Correct. get ripped on anything or get anything poked in their eye or whatever. And the goats are really our herd being your herd Mm -hmm. they're very gentle (laughs) they're sweet girls (laughs) you have to decide for yourselves um, Mm -hmm. if you're going to disbed or not i know there are dairies um one dairy down in idaho they will take them to the vet and have them just the horns just taken out if they weren't right babies, or if they started to come back Mm -hmm. and that can happen too after all that brutal handling um a horn can Come back. Come back. <laughs> it's no, not a perfect process. No fault of the person mm-hmm. who did the disbudding either. Um, some of that can be really vigorous growth. So that's just our opinion. You all can mm-hmm. do what you want. But if you have any of these little things that go wrong or maybe, you know, they trip in a, a mole hole or something. Uh, absolutely. I've and, had that too. <laughs> yeah. And so they're limping around mm-hmm. or maybe um, accidentally a nail ripped or something. Mm-hmm. It's important for you to have a really good, good goat livestock um, yes. first aid kit. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I know, just really um, easy to think about mm-hmm. if you're a farmer and you have livestock, is you keep vet wrap on hand and mm-hmm. some liniment or something that can soothe one of those sprains. Absolutely. And I've I've had a few of those. They mm-hmm. all of a sudden come up with a sprain or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And something so really minor. vet wrap is really, really handy. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can stabilize the joint or mm-hmm. um, wherever it is that they've pulled sprained, muscle. pulled muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, liniment is really good. Um, it feels good to them. It's cooling and mm-hmm. it's like, um, it's like, 
aspirin cream, but it's not aspirin. Right. And so... <laughs> but goats can have aspirin. Mm-hmm. You know, you can give them aspirin based on their body weight. Correct. Yeah. And um, I have a good goat medical book that uh, helps me with the dosages and stuff mm-hmm. for um, for by body weight. Right. And so having a good library, that's mm-hmm. a good thing too. Really good tip on that. And the other thing that you want to have is a good eye wash. Good eye wash. Mm -hmm. And um, I use, um, this is not a paid advertisement, but I use Farnham Clear Eyes. And that seems to be the one that is, Mm -hmm. um, I I like it the best and it's non-stinging. Right. Well, the Um, thing about the eyes is their eyes are just right there. They are. (laughs) Out further than a human's. And Mm -hmm. we even had a little dog one time, got, got a piece of grass underneath oh, and yes. we used some eye wash to um I don't think we used that one but we used a different one for her for the dog mm-hmm. to wash out her eye we got the grass out and she still ended up at the vet with a um, eye infection eye infection and a prescription mm-hmm. for um her needs an antibiotic because yeah. um so it can just happen just that fast it can and so feeding hay or um being inside and being in all mm-hmm. the dry conditions can create you know, too much dust and, and dry eyes for them. Mm-hmm. So keeping their eyes clean and washed out with that mm-hmm. eye wash is really a good idea. I just use two for their eyes. I just use baby wipes mm-hmm. to help clean the outside of the eye and clean we up use the dirt. Baby wipes for everything. Uh, they're great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> they are. But no, you don't go with it. When when I buy a big box, she takes a pack or two out. I the do. Barn, yeah. Puts it in her kit. <laughs> Because she's going to use them and Mm -hmm. keeping their faces washed is a really nice thing to do for them. Absolutely. And so also uh, related to the eyes, the teramycin eye ointment. Mm -hmm. Keep that on hand. Really critical. You can get that at your farm store. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really critical if you get one that starts to get an eye infection and starts to get the green gunk Mm -hmm. or swollen or anything like that. Right. And you might not even know how that happened. Don't take it so hard and think that... You know, mm-hmm. this is all your fault. It's just, you know, the most important thing is to think of the animal and get it taken care of. Just treat it. And if it happens, you just treat it. And right. that's um, kind of the perspective that I've taken over the years is just sure. just well, take care of it. For the first, I would say, 15 years, we didn't even have a vet in the area that could handle the right. goats. That took a long time for someone to come here mm-hmm. to our area of the world. <laughs> really? And so you may not even have a livestock vet in your area. Mm-hmm. So these are just some tips that certainly, if you're in trouble, get help. Absolutely. You know, don't wait. Um, like I said, we had to take our little dog to mm-hmm. that, even though we had wa- gotten the eye wash through her eye and gotten, we knew we had gotten the grass out, mm-hmm. but um, still ended up at the vet and that's okay. We got her taken care of. That was the main thing. Yeah. That's the most yeah, important. So g- get the help that you need, but always have a first aid kit on hand, mm-hmm. just like you would at home. You're not going to run to the doctor for every little Uh, cut or you know you keep band-aids at home absolutely basically this is what we do with various ointments and washes Mm -hmm. for the goats and and we keep the vet wrap and things like that Mm -hmm. Um, another thing too speaking of mm band-aids is i always keep just human grade neosporin Mm -hmm. um, in my kit uh, for any little cuts or scrapes or abrasions the Um, other thing you keep on hand mm -hmm. for all of that is really funny but keep your milk filters. Yes. Um, what if you had a package <laughs> that got dumped and it got a little bit, you know, you wouldn't usually use it in your milk. Right. But um, if they're not dirty and they're still sanitary, but mm-hmm. not for human consumption. Correct. Um, 
you guys will know what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly if they're dirty, do not use them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, when the goats were no longer in milk, you kept... We had a lot of boxes of milk milk filters left that turned out to be such a boon for your first aid kit. It was awesome. They Mm -hmm. are very absorbent and they are just the right size. Um, And if they're not, I can fold them in half or Or in quarters. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they're and they're soft, very soft. Mm -hmm. They don't stick to the wound, and I I use them all the time. I'm still going through those (laughs) for your horse. Um, I did, yeah. yeah. And we can talk about her another day. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, these things are all super important. I'm not sure that we're going to be able to remember every single detail of what to put in your first aid kit, but there's more. Yeah, I think that just um, briefly, the an extra tube of dewormer is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you, your goats are on a deworming schedule mm-hmm. and you've already got them dewormed, you never know when one of them might need an extra dose. Sure, that, that is critical. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to your vet about that. Um, again, anytime you have something that you are worried about that is of a critical nature, if you have a vet, get them involved. We always have. Absolutely. But if this is something that you can take care of on your own, mm-hmm. um, you know, go with obviously your vet's recommendation. But if you have someone with more experience than you mm-hmm. and you need some help and they're telling you, you know, give them another dose of the dewormer, keeping that extra on hand is really, really not only really important for, okay, this could become a problem. I got to give them an extra dose, but sometimes, you know, if your um, farm store is out or you are only by, uh, or they're closed and (laughs) or they're closed, or if you can, some of our farms in America are so remote that Mm -hmm. people have to get these things by a catalog by mail order. Absolutely. So if that's what you're doing, Keep an extra um, mm-hmm. dose in advance on hand because if you can't get to a vet and a and a farm store fast, it's it's hard to take a week. It is to wait <laughs> when we, you gotta have it. <laughs> we've ha- you know we've had to do that, and so thankfully we've got a couple of farm stores that moved in mm-hmm. a little closer to where we are. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I think um, just a couple more things. Um, okay. Keeping a tube of probiotics. Yes. Um, you can get Goats Prefer. You can get the Probios brand mm-hmm. um, probiotics. Again, not paid advertisements. Um, well, this is all about saying what's mm-hmm. in our kit, and this is something we keep in our kit, and we are real proponents of probiotics human kind Mm -hmm. dog kind goat kind horse kind yes (laughs) it's really critical for all of us but um goats can get extremely sick if their gut bacteria does Mm -hmm. get sick or if it gets sick (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so giving them a dose of probiotics especially during stress Mm -hmm. or weather changes um i tend to give that to them even on a maintenance schedule right um at least twice a month Mm -hmm. um, to maintain their gut health and their gut bacteria. And it helps. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, one thing that you can keep on hand is vitamin B gel or is it a liquid or is it only a gel? um, You can get it in gel form or Mm -hmm. you can get the liquid. Um, Well, they they do make their own vitamin B in their gut mm -hmm. when they eat. But if you get one that gets a little off and they need a boost, 
would not recommend just doing this randomly. It's not anything to just take lightly, but right. what we have learned over 25 years is it's okay sometimes mm-hmm. to give them a little vitamin B boost if they haven't been eating. Right. And that's when I give them the vitamin B, the, the probiotics, I give them more on a maintenance schedule, but mm-hmm. the vitamin B is more um, if they uh, either slow down eating or stop eating mm-hmm. or try to, um, or they, they just don't feel good, you know? Right. Sometimes, it, like you said, it can just be weather related mm-hmm. and they just feel a little bum. Um, and especially as they get older, but our goats, my goodness, they live a long time and they're so strong <laughs> and healthy. We're very, yeah, very grateful we for are. that. And so this kind of stuff, I'll ha- I have to tell you, some of our first aid stuff expires in a year bef- and we just have to re-up on the kit. You Absolutely. never want to use anything that's old. Mm-hmm. So throw it out, even if it's new. Mm-hmm. Um, we have done that yes. because we'd rather have a healthy goat and throw out the old stuff that... Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, some people would say, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You haven't opened it. <laughs> but I, I don't believe in using mm-hmm. any expired uh, medicine of any kind. Right. So we, mm-hmm. we re-up on our kit um, all the time. Year. And I think January is a really, really good time to, mm-hmm. to really do a good overview. But anything we think we're going to run out of or might need. Absolutely. We do it. We take care of this all year long. Mm-hmm. But January is a good time to look at this. Or if you're just thinking about starting. The yeah. other thing that you keep up on is all the hoof ointments and sprays if there are anything necessary for antibacterials. Very important. I'm mm-hmm. sure all of you out there will have something that you like. Um, I like the Dr. Na- Dr. Nailers, Nailers mm-hmm. Hoof and Heel. Mm-hmm. And I also like, um, I was using it on uh, my mini horse. Mm-hmm. I was using Save a Hoof. Um, that one's a little more pricey than the Dr. Nailers, but mm-hmm. um, both are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And is there one called blue coat as well? A spray? There is. And a red coat. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. blue coat and red coat. I think the blue coat might be for wounds. Mm-hmm. And then the red coat is for hoofs. Right. Um, I've used both of those and they're very good. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things um, that you can put in your first aid kit. And I would really start with the basics and the things that you know you're going to use mm-hmm. and then have the other things available that Oh, I might need this if you can afford that. Absolutely. And always, always, if you have a vet or someone more experienced, call them. Mm-hmm. And call the them and talk to need. them and right. um, definitely get help and don't wait. <laughs> right. Don't ever wait. And don't ever feel ashamed or think, you know, that you were stupid or that this is a dumb question. There's no, oh, no. dumb question. You care about the life of that animal. You've mm-hmm. put all this time and money into that animal and they're not just livestock. They really... They, uh, you know, they feel pain and they have emotions. They They love each other. They love their herds. They love their kids. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to, um, you know, as we've talked about before um, on this podcast, we are Christians. And I think it is the coolest thing (laughs) that in the Bible it says a good man takes care of his animals. Mm -hmm. And for people who don't really know anything about the Bible or think that's, you know, if someone brings up a Bible, it's going to be so preachy. You know, God has a lot of amazing things to say about the animals and the people <laughs> that he created. Mm-hmm. And he is a loving God. And he puts all of that love in us to show that tenderness to our animals. Absolutely. And I think that's really what animal husbandry is really all about and mm-hmm. how we have wanted to raise our dairy goats and how we want to run our well, farm. And they can't come up to us and say, oh, I, 
um, I cut myself or something. Exactly. But they will come up and let you know something's just not right. Mm-hmm. I usually have a couple of the others go, something's wrong with this one. Yes. You know. Oh, they will come tell you. And they, they'll be like, hey, this mm-hmm. one's hurt, you know. Right. <laughs> and so take a look at your catalogs mm-hmm. or... Um, first and foremost, if you do have a vet, talk to your vet about what they'd like to see in your first aid kit. Yes. Or if you have years of experience and you have something that you love to keep in your kit, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to share that with others on your blogs, on your um, Instagram accounts. Yes. On We love to see, yeah. you know, what people are using, what mm-hmm. the needs are. Um, and then, you know, always... Do the ear checks. Mm-hmm. Make sure that's baby wipes come in so handy there. Oh, yes. Their ear checks. <laughs> check their um, eyes. Check their gums. Mm-hmm. What, what about the gums? You want to make sure you see. The gums need to be uh, pink, mm-hmm. uh, light pink. Um, you never should see uh, red or blue gums. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's trouble both ways. Right. <laughs> um, and their eyes uh, should be light pink. Mm-hmm. In the If you gently pull down the lower eyelid, you should see light pink. Right. That's going to vary with some goats. Some are going to be a little more lighter light pink, and some are going to be a little bit mm-hmm. lighter pink but to the darker side right and so know your know your goat know know what they look like when they're healthy (laughs) so that you can identify when they're not know the state of your flocks Mm -hmm. there's another one (laughs) there's all this stuff in the bible that we love to read about because it talks about livestock and there are so many farmers and my goodness jesus called us his sheep so he did. <laughs> and he was nice to us. So <laughs> we have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. But, you know, um, it's just really good for you to know your own animals and spend the time with them. Mm-hmm. I know you check on ours a minimum of twice per day. I do. And your dad and I are out there on the farm, and we can often tell if anything is off. Absolutely. If you see one kind of going off by themselves or they just want to lay down, it's okay to go over and just do a good check do a good once over you want to check their coats too and mm-hmm. their their fur you want to check um you know you always are checking their legs and their feet always and so, yeah um that brings us to the good grooming practices and the hoof mm-hmm. trims and i think that that's something that we'll be talking about more extensively in our next podcast because yes the grooming is essential for healthy coat and mm-hmm. um, making sure they get their hoof trims regularly. So we're going to go ahead and um, close up for now, but yes. we wanted to give you all just a short overview of what mm-hmm. we're doing here in January. It's the end of January. It's um, actually January 31st. It is. <laughs> and we've had a really productive month, but we wanted to give you an idea of um, how important it is to really make them comfortable, take good care of them, keep them clean, and make sure you have adequate supply of anything you need in your first aid kit. Absolutely. Your goats are going to be healthier and happier for it. They really are. And you're going to be healthier and happier for it if you know that your goats are happy and well taken care of. There's not going to be any stress involved. (laughs) Right. So next time we'll talk about the grooming and the hoof Mm -hmm. trims, something that you are really good at. (laughs) Well, thank you all for joining us today on this episode of the Farm Girl Life podcast. And we hope you will tune in next time for our next episode. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us today on this episode of the Farm Girl Life podcast. 
If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Farm Girl Life Podcast. And be sure to hit that subscribe and follow button so you don't miss out on updates about future episodes. You can also check out our sister podcast, the Repose Ranch Podcast, streaming now wherever podcasts are available. See you next time. <laughs>